Hello, listeners. Get ready for another edition of the Stein Talk. I am your host, Asia Bay. I would like to welcome Galilea, Carly, and Lindsay. Today, we will be getting in-depth and analyzing characters in Frankenstein. Also, touch on the ancient mariner. Thank you guys for joining. To start off, how are Frankenstein and the ancient mariner parallel or similar? I think that they're both similar in the sense that they both, the Mariner and Frankenstein, do bad things. Um, I guess their luck isn't good. And I feel like because the Mariner killed the Apatros, which is like an omen for good luck, and Victor created something in the sense evil, they're both similar in that way. Yeah, I agree with that. Also, I think the way that the rhyme with the ancient Mariner and Frankenstein the way they're similar is that both of them, they're both on a journey and they both travel by ship. And in the Frankenstein, his journey is on the way t- to the North Pole by the Arctic. And in the rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, this person's journey is to the South Pole. So I think they're both kind of parallels. For sure. And I also want to note that um, I think that, you know, um, coming across kind of... Um, you know, happiness, not necessarily happiness, but kind of a sense of relief. Um, Because, you know, when Frankenstein, his creation went and um, confessed to him just about his things, that was the only chance Victor really felt um, relief. And um, the Mariner kind of feels the same way um, when it's... um, he says, a spring of love gushed from my heart and I blessed them unaware. Um, I found it ironic that it was pretty close to what Victor had said um, right after. And he just, you know, proclaimed that he actually felt relief for once um, after so many times of the monster kind of freaking him out all the time. I agree with all your points made. To add on, I think they're also similar when... The ancient mariner is also at fault for his mistakes and he causes the crew, he causes the deaths of the crew of his ship. And then when they lose that good luck and then moreover, Frankenstein is at fault when he makes creation and that also causes his family and friends to die as well. I agree. Absolutely. So when talking about an analyzing a character, who comes to mind right away in Frankenstein? I mean, obviously Frankenstein himself. I mean, is I think that would be um, our first uh, character analysis for sure. As we start with Frankenstein, do you guys think that he's like dynamic or more static? Um, I personally think that he's a dynamic character. Sorry. I think that he's a dynamic character because he he is complex and he changes and develops and grows throughout the story. And he changes a lot in the novel, initially being like a well-off, inspired, and eager, pleasant man to ultimately become a wretched beyond expression. And I think this change indicates the fact that he is dynamic. I mean, yeah, I I can agree. And even touching on, um, I mean, if you really think about in the beginning, he was so passionate about um, his 
love of science and obviously he created um you know his creation because of it and then i think his realization of how you know terrifying it could be sometimes after putting so much efforts into what you love um i think that that does um and he went from this character kind of what you've said and um kind of turning into this um not sure just in the corner a little bit i don't know um what i agree yeah think? yeah absolutely i think, I think yeah. it's fair to say that frankenstein is definitely dynamic because he changes a lot from the beginning to the end for me i think personally he changed the most after the monster was built after he created it because this monster really in a way i think did a lot for him be trying to go through diversity and frankenstein saw that and realized oh wow like there's something different about this creation definitely nice um in what ways is frankenstein a byronic hero why might this be important um, I think that Victor can be considered a Byronic cure just due to the fact that he has good intentions but maintains his own agenda. He's rebellious in the sense that he indulges himself in like the aspect of natural science that is deemed useless. And he focuses so much on this physical health for knowledge and he becomes like increasingly isolated. Mm-hmm. And yeah. What do you guys think? That's definitely a good point. For me, I just, I don't know why I focus on the monster a lot, but I just feel like the monster just plays a big role in Frankenstein's life because it was Frankenstein's creation, but the monster gave Frankenstein life because it exposed him to different aspects of life. I agree. And I think yeah. that's kind of important. As, I think that's kind of important as why he is a Byronic hero. Definitely, yeah. Um, I think Frankenstein's a Byronic hero because um, in looking up the definition, it mentioned how a character can be hunted by a dark secret from his past. Mm. And I think when Victor's not able to tell his family or friends about this secret, it kind of, he's putting his family at risk of not telling the truth and it leads to a downfall, downfall in Victor's life. Yeah. Definitely, and I feel like it pushes him into isolation. Which is, like, perfect, because that's what, like, this whole story is about. You know, that's the main theme in mm-hmm. uh, being a romantic novel, is that it's leads to isolation. Yes. yes. Any more ideas you guys want to, Carly? Or um, Asia? You know, I was trying to um, get a grasp on the topic... Um, I mean, even in, in, um, in chapter 24, way towards the end, um, Victor's talking about, oh, when, well, my God is spirit and conducted me to the demon, allow me rest. I so desire, or must I die? And he yet live. Um, I think this is, um, a good example of him being just like a, that type of hero because, he ultimately um, is going through these different phases of whether or not um, his creation was worth it. 
but it ultimately um, created, allowed him to be more, oh my gosh, yeah. Apart from the world, I guess? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. It's just more a part of the world and there's more fear. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to explain it, but. No, yeah, I definitely understand what you mean. That's a good point. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to further like I wanted to ask a question since we're on the topic of like science and the story. Do you guys think science sh- should be feared as we learn what happens in Frankenstein? I don't think science should necessarily be feared because I think science, it it depends how you look on it, because, yeah, science, like, based off of Frankenstein, it is kind of scary because of what happened, but I feel like science just opens doors to so many windows and so many opportunities to do greater things than what Frankenstein did. Yeah, I definitely agree. I agree as well. I mean, I think that um, science can be really fun. I mean, even in our real in our real world, um, we kind of rely on science in every kind of aspect, whether that be medicine or, um, you know, advanced technology or whatever that may be. But at the same time, um, I think that Victor kind of went out his out of his way and his, um, I guess his expertise kind of went against him a little bit. I mean, he went out of his way to even get part, you know kind of like human um human body parts which is kind of um <laughs> you know frightening to even hear uh but i think definitely i think ultimately yeah. um it can go both ways but i think that if you try to um overdo it then i don't think it would end well all the time yeah yeah definitely all, all right. right well we've come to a wrap we'll see you guys on our fourth episode Bye. Bye, guys.